1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Paul Catalina. My special guest today, Tyler Bolden, my good friend and longtime journalist, joins us to talk Cowboys. But first, we are, of course, brought to you by betonline.ag the super bowl is right around the corner if you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props betonline gives you more options to wager than any place online and there's always the online casino as well it never closes so head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses again that's betonline.ag and sign up today betonline your online sportsbook experts Tyler, uh, thanks for joining me. You're sitting in for, uh, you know, former Cowboys quarterback Orlando Scandrick, who's got uh, some off-season uh, break. You can do that when you're when you're the star of the show.
0: Yeah, man. I, I was gonna say I obviously have uh, you know way less talents when it comes to the cornerback position. So I'm gonna try my best here to talk some Cowboys here. But I'm pumped, man. It's this. It seems like every single off-season when it comes to the Cowboys is is a really fun one to follow, but this one even more so.
1: All right, so Adam Schefter from ESPN tweeted there could be like 17 quarterback changes. So this offseason, the NFL is going to be, you know, like this, you know, all the time. Now, uh, the first thing the Cowboys have to do is get, like, just finally get this damn Dak deal done. Just get it done. I mean, it's been so... So, so long of kicking this can down the road. They've got to get it done. If they franchise them again, they're on the hook for like 38 million. It's gonna be too much against the cap. They just gotta get it done, Tyler. They're usually they give out extensions to anybody who says they want one. I'm I would I really want to know what the exact reason for of all the extensions that they've given out over the years to guys like Sam Hurd and Jay Ratliff and all that why this one can't get done
0: it's amazing to think about how this could have gotten done not just last year but a couple of years ago when when the price the price was a little eye gouging but it's not going to be anywhere near to what it's going to be now because of all the quarterbacks that have signed or re-signed since that point uh You're looking at a couple of years ago when Dak, maybe you could have gotten them for $25 million a year. But if we're being realistic, now that number is being pushed to, what, $35 million because of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. And pretty sure that Prescott's numbers are not going to be anywhere near those guys. But because the Cowboys waited so long, now they're going to put themselves in that predicament and they have this salary cap issue to worry about.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? The other thing is, so most of the time, your quarterback breaks his leg and dislocates his ankle, like Dak did. Maybe that saves you some money, but when he did it, he was the number one offensive player in the NFC, and and maybe even in the league at the at that point. I don't know, what, like what Mahomes' numbers were, but he was he was the Cowboys' whole offense because Zeke Elliott was terrible. It, you know, so he says, "Look, I've gotten better every year." You know, you have to pay me like that. And again, they could they could be sitting and looking at him at twenty five million dollars going. That's a bargain. But there it is. It's not that's not where we're at when it comes uh, to the Cowboys. So I'll I'll never understand how they let this one get to this point. And and look, uh, you know, unless they win a Super Bowl, who cares if it works out for them? I mean, like, right. The only contracts that work out are contracts that help get you to a Super Bowl. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there, Tyler, that are like, well, they should just get rid of Dak and go get Matt Stafford or try to trade for Aaron Rodgers. No, Dak is young and he's getting better every year. And you have a team around him, he's the leader of that team. Just buy full into Dak and shut everybody up about it.
0: Before Dak's injury, I think everybody really wanted to know the answer. Just how valuable is that guy? And we, and Cowboys Nation kind of knew what they were getting in Andy Dalton. So they were thinking, okay, maybe this is a, a chance for the team to prove that, you know, we don't need Dak. We don't need to pay a quarterback an asinine amount of money. But if the Cowboys had Dak this year, they would win the division. I don't know if they would win a playoff game, but things would be so much different. Every week that went by, With Dak out of the lineup, proved just how valuable he is to this Cowboys offense. Not just X's and O's, but to bring the team together. I mean, everybody saw that reaction when he first went down on the field. Everybody came to see how he was doing. That's how much he means to the Cowboys. And hopefully Dak understands and his agent understand just how valuable they are to this team now.
1: Yeah, uh, I I think that they do. And, you know, but it kicks off like there's there are so many issues with this Cowboys offseason. You mentioned it's going to be kind of a crazy one. And look, the first issue they already addressed, they've they've reshaped the defensive staff with Dan Quinn, and they're going back to more of the players they had on the roster. Tyler uh, Orlando and I talked about this on the the podcast all year, and it it was very maddening to me that, like, look, if you're if you're a team that thinks that you can win the Super Bowl, which the Cowboys going to the year thought that they could. Dear God, how wrong were they? But they thought they could win the Super Bowl. You're not going to win the Super Bowl by, by switching up defensive schemes completely. Like, you might get a better defensive perspective, but based on the personnel you have, they spent most of the year on defense trying to fit square pegs on round holes. And it show, I mean, it's the worst defense in Cowboys history. And the team's been around for 60 years. Yeah. Like, the worst defense in 60 years. Kennedy was alive. John F Kennedy was alive the last time their Divas was that bad so where, you know where do
0: you start with this uh defensive fix if you will and I, I guess with the Cowboys it was Dan Quinn bringing in the bringing in this new defensive coordinator who has shown in the past time and time again with his time in Seattle that he knows what he's doing didn't necessarily work out uh over the span of time with the falcons but you're bringing in a guy who knows what he's doing and that's a good start but now you got to figure out which personnel you want to bring in to, to match what you've got and and, uh, and obviously you're looking at the draft coming up but if there's a chance to get a couple guys in free agency that can make an impact immediately, you have to go there.
1: Yeah. I don't know if they're going to have the cap room to do that. Really? I mean, and, and they don't like, they don't need to get, they whiffed. I mean, the free agency wise, Gerald McCoy got hurt in training camp, Don Terry Poe, um, babe Loffenberg was on, uh, on, on second three sixty five with us and said that he retired and just didn't tell anybody, uh, you know, and was still there playing, uh, you know, Daryl Worley was terrible at cornerback, um, uh haha ha Clinton Dix didn't even make it out of training camp. Like every free agent move they made on defense just blew up in their face. So they really, and they need to like build a core of good players. Part of that is figure out what you have. And like, look, you know, but Leighton Van Der Esch has got to, they've got to hopefully get him to stay healthy, but that appears to be like Sean Lee too, where you've got this really good linebacker, but he's only gonna be healthy part of the time. Uh, Jalen Smith has regressed and it was either the system last year or him or both, but they have to address that, you know, and then the secondary outside of you know, uh, Trayvon Diggs looked like he's, you know, a guy who, who can really make some plays for years to come and Donovan Wilson was a, a bit of a bright spot and that he can play downhill and saw some some people in half, but the secondary, like I, I you know, it just hurts me to even think about it. Like I might have to like pause the podcast and have a good cry for a second <laughs> when I think about the secondary. I
0: know that some people, some Cowboys fans, may not like this name that I'm about to throw out there, especially if they watch the NFC title game. But Kevin King, yeah, everybody knows that he needs a fresh start after that game against Tampa, and uh, it, it, it's amazing what he was hurt though in the game, I and mean, he played hurt, so yeah, so, so you know that and. A new location might do that man some wonders. So, yeah. and then another guy I I had thought of if they wanted to go after a safety who who's who's a ball hawk and force some turnovers is Justin Simmons who uh, played with the Broncos. I think uh, the Cowboys would be smart to go after him too. But yeah, it, I- again, the salary cap issue is going to be the problem there
1: yeah and look they've got a bunch of draft picks and they're going to spend most of them on defense probably uh i would think that like maybe you get one on the offensive line in the first three rounds just because you've got to you got to start thinking about what's the future of tyron smith I think Lyle Collins will be fine. I think he'll be fine. I mean, he had a hip injury. He'll be back, but you really have to think about left tackle and what that's going to be going forward. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the big wild
0: card, right? Is to to see what's going to, you know, how, how's Tyron Smith going to, going to hold up?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, every year he gets hurt a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, and it's not like you get better as you get older. I'm not a professional athlete, Tyler. And you know, I have a, a bruise on my elbow. I don't know. I didn't have, I don't remember hitting it on it. So that's one of two problems. Either I'm losing my mind because I forgot hitting my elbow or I just hit my elbow on something in the dead of night and it bruised up. The,
0: uh, I can't remember which article it was. I think it was a uh, John, John Machado uh, wrote something about uh, a mock draft and uh, he, he went into more detail on, on Tyron Smith and, and uh, if if the Cowboys don't like where he's at, you know, would it, would it be such a bad thing to go offensive tackle with their their, fir- their first pick this year? Nope. And you know, we all know, like, the Cowboys like to be a little unorthodox, uh, you know, when it comes to their, their first picks. Uh, but that, that's certainly an option. It, it's not as crazy as it sounded maybe a few months ago.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not. And, and you know, uh, they've, they've got to reestablish their running game. And part of that is to get the offensive line healthy. Part of it is, has Zeke Elliott hit the wall? Like, did it? I mean, yes. that's looking like a bad, bad extension. Like, they need to know if that, like, I'm willing to let last year be an outlier of, all right, let's see if that was, you know, he had a couple of injuries and COVID and the offensive line was, you know, I mean, they for most of the year, they had none of their projected starters on it. Uh, so, I mean, for a good chunk other than Connor Williams. So like, I'll give him a pass for one year, but one year you can have an aberration, but two years is a trend. And they really need to start thinking about, did they make a bad deal with Zeke Elliott? Yeah. And we will never
0: fully know the answer as to why he regressed. Uh, I think it kind of helps ease the burden a little bit with how well Tony Pollard played when he got his opportunities. But when you're a guy who signs that kind of contract extension, there was so much pressure on the Cowboys to get it, get it done. They give him all this money. And then to see that, kind of production you're you're thinking what in the world man we didn't sign up for this now again we don't know maybe there were some other issues behind the scenes that that we don't know about god forbid but uh you got to think how much easier it would be to sign Dak if they did not shell out all this money for Zeke right now
1: I think uh, that's a great point I think that is uh, that that is something that's probably complicated the situation because Zeke went to Mexico and forced their hand you know and um they they kind of like the, he he made them freak out because and then like part of it was just that history that they had with Emmett Smith was where you know Emmett Smith held out for two games they lost Jerry Jones called because you've got to get your ass back here and please 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 whatever you want please 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 and then and then here he is back and they win the Super Bowl well Part of the reason with not of not playing hardball with Zeke because you lost to Emmett, and, and and letting the history dictate that is like that Cowboys team was was loaded outside of that, and their offense ran through Emmett Smith. Your offense doesn't necessarily run completely through Zeke; it runs a little bit through through Dak. So you could have maybe made it through a little bit without Zeke and and called his bluff. And I still don't think that Zeke would have ever missed a game. I really don't. I think he would have showed up when he did um, regardless of anything, but he won, they spent the money and we'll see. I mean, I, again, I'm willing to, because of the way that I know that Zeke has a work ethic and all that, that maybe this year is just like COVID threw everybody off. And, you know, Zeke was just not, I mean, look, Christian McCaffrey was hurt all year. Was he hurt all year because maybe he didn't have an offseason program? There's a lot of things to consider when you think about the year. You know, the worst year Des Bryant had with the Cowboys while he was still effective with them was the year he held out and missed the whole offseason program. And they kept pulling his hamstring because he was working out on his own. The the one
0: question that pops up to me is, would it, would it be smart to – put Zeke out on the on the trade block and I think it would but now you got to consider you know w- what is his value not just that but is a team willing to take on that kind of contract I, I'm sure a, a lot of teams would be and, and and for the Cowboys it's not that simple either because when you trade somebody it's not like the money just completely comes off the books anyway so mm-hmm. that along with maybe the Cowboys wouldn't get a decent return is why they're going to to hold on to him. But I think you have to at least consider maybe putting well, him out there and see who bites.
1: Well, think, think about this. If you're the, if you're the Buffalo bills who just lost in the NFC championship game, the one thing the bills don't have is a running game. I mean, they were fantastic and fun to watch, but they have no running game outside of Josh Allen. Like, would you not maybe throw a second round pick towards the Cowboys for Zeke Elliott? Oh, I think you absolutely do that. But maybe maybe thir- I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're like if they call on draft day and say, hey, here's a second and a fifth for Zeke, you're the Cowboys. You got to at least think about it. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I think I think you I think you take it. Honestly, yeah. it, may, it maybe sound maybe sounds like you're giving up on, on a guy too easily. But yeah, I, I think if you if you want to keep Dak, you do anything you can at this point, even if it's to get rid of the guy who's at one point, you know, looking like a future hall of famer.
1: Yeah. And, and and he might, and like, I I don't expect to be traded. I completely expect him to be back next year. I don't think they'll do it, but again, he's a player. Now he and Jalen Smith are both players that if someone were to call and ask me about them, I would certainly say, all right, I'll listen. I'm not gonna I mean, like, I'm not gonna go ahead and blow up the team because I do think that this team is a lot closer to good than they are to as bad as they were, but to think that they don't have major problems that they didn't address or that they addressed poorly would like that would be irresponsible for the Cowboys. The Cowboys need to think about this offseason, honestly, as if they were a bad team. Like that's how I would approach it. Not like, oh, we're an unlucky team that, you know, all this stuff went our way. I would approach it as if we're a bad team, like they we're a bad team. Yeah, I mean, like that, but like they're not like, like they're bad. All like they've been bad, you know, like they and they've been average to bad. But like they have to have that, like no, no, we're we're bad. We're just like the Jets. We're bad like they are. What would we do if they were them? What players would we go after? Because competition is good, like. You know, um you know, there's a lot of talk this week about the Packers and picking Jordan Love and you know, what that means for Aaron Rodgers and not like maximizing the end of his career. Competition at that point is kind of silly, but you know, if I'm it, you know, If I'm the Cowboys and I feel like there's places I could push some guys, I'll draft guys in those positions. And right now on defense, honestly, look, I'm happy with Demarcus Lawrence. I'm happy with Randy Gregory. I'm happy with Le- 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 Leighton Van Der Esch when he's healthy. I'm happy with Trayvon Diggs, and I'll stand by with Donovan Wilson. That means I need six other guys <laughs> to play. No one else I'm happy with if I'm the Cowboys. No one. Would, would you even be surprised if the Cowboys went –
0: the 2020 Carolina Panthers route in the draft and just got all defensive players. I, I think that that is something you have to seriously consider.
1: Well, look, Neville Gallimore is going to start at one defensive tackle. If Tristan Hill is healthy, he's going to get another shot, but he wasn't exactly, you know, lighting it up uh, as it was when he was there. And, and then, um, you know, Antoine Woods is a restricted free agent, so he'll probably be back. But you need a real, like, defensive tackle. You need somebody else at linebacker to help you out. You need three defensive backs that can play. And maybe, you know, some of them are on your roster already and they just haven't got their shot. Maybe, you know, Dan Quinn's new defense and all that will will, will change that. You know, maybe some guys will fit in different roles. But the bottom line is, like, you've got to find guys who can play, and you've got – you've got six question marks at best. And then like three of those are not question marks. They're absolute holes, holes that you have to fill. So some of them, like we can debate, you know, can these guys be better in this scheme or can you get by with them for a little bit? But the bottom line is they've got holes. They got to fill.
0: Is there a way to bring back the old Roy Williams, right? (laughs) How nice would that be? How much do you think, the, the Cowboys missed Jeff Heath because it, it seemed like every time I saw that, saw him play, I mean, he was around the
1: ball in some form or another. You know, what's funny about Jeff Heath is he was so maligned by the Cowboys faithful. Everybody was like, Oh gosh, can't wait to get rid of Jeff Heath. And then he leaves and like, ah, fairly well, Jeff Heath, get out, you know? And then Jeff Heath, you know, not, not that the Raiders defense was good last year either, but Jeff Heath, like th- like they would have crawled across broken glass, you know, uh for for Jeff Heath this year. Jeff Heath would make plays. And look, sometimes yeah, he'd get burnt, but I never saw Jeff Heath get burnt like Xavier Woods was getting burnt this year, where there are guys standing alone you know they could be like they could have been doing like a 5 minute stand up set like waiting for for Xavier Woods to come and get him you know it, it just that, like that it was ridiculous what was going on with with the secondary last year uh, i think about the atlanta game the atlanta game was when it really like they had, they had one in the game against seattle that like you know there's just a busted coverage and you think like oh, okay busted coverage whatever but then there was one in the there's one in the Atlanta game where Hayden Hurst was running so open and like, he's a good tight end, but I mean, Travis Kelsey doesn't get that open, you know, like Travis, people on Travis Kelsey, he just makes big plays. I, I was like, how are you just letting, where are the breakdowns in this defense where somebody's like, Hey, uh, there's a big guy over there that just open, Like I, it just was bad. So I don't know, man, they have a, they have a lot, they have a lot, a lot to work on. Yeah. This yeah. is,
0: this is the the one year that i don't understand how the cowboys were not able to get into the playoffs despite how bad the defense is now luckily they know what the issues are now just put everything together please for god's sake come up with a good draft plan and i would even hesitate to say don't even go the best player available route. I know that can get you into some trouble, but if the best player available is I'm not saying they're going to draft a quarterback, but if it was a quarterback or if it was a wide receiver, please do not do that.
1: No, no. All right. Uh, In in the next segment, I got... uh, I want to go over some of the ridiculous things that we hear in off seasons about the Cowboys. And we're going to kind of put some of those most those myths to bed for the right. fans so that they can hear this and go, Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall for that. But first with well, the new year comes a ton of new big games and sports with big games. You need big steaks. Kansas City Steaks has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos. Perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with the code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates with big flavor, mini beef Wellington burger sliders, mac and cheese melts and shrimp wrapped in bacon. Every Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home, satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks. Big games, big taste. All right, uh Tyler. Uh I'm kinda hungry now. I want to stay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I,
0: I haven't eaten yet, and that was the worst thing that you could have said right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like uh I, I probably I'm glad I didn't have to do that at the beginning. You'd have been distracted this whole oh, time. God, yeah. So uh now uh there are some ridiculous every Cowboys off season, there and this I don't know I, I know this happens with the Cowboys, I'm sure it happens with every team, but it happens with the Cowboys in that I think because that like there's there's generations of Cowboys fans. There's like my parents' generation that they were America's team. And they had all these great players and Roger Staubach and Tony Dorsett and Drew Pearson. And, you know, they had all these Hall of Famers. And then my era, where, again, I have all these Hall of Famers on the team. And then there's your era, which they've had a lot of really good players. A couple Hall of Famers, DeMarcus Warren, Jason Whitner, Hall of Famers. Tony Romo, we can, we can debate until the cows come home, I'm yeah. sure. But... Everybody thinks that the Cowboys should have all pros at every position. And so they're like, well, they should just go out like, I don't know why they don't go out and trade for Aaron Donald or do like, so like, you can't do that. Like, those are things that are impossible. Yeah. Like you stand like, like, <laughs> like, well, they should do this because the Rams really don't want to win. So they'll just give up their best player. You know, like they have all those, like, why can't the Cowboys do this? Why can't the Cowboys do that? Um, the rules are set up so that nobody can like that's that's why they can't.
0: Who who would the Cowboys even trade for Aaron Donald at this point? Who would the Rams would accept?
1: Yeah, if you were the Ram, like if you were the Rams, there's only like three players in the league that I would entertain that for, and, and one of them is named Mahomes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you know, like like you know, or like or like how how much of my future draft picks would I have to sacrifice to get him? You know, like where like it would it would be one of those things? Like, listen, you can have my next three first round draft picks plus I'll kill someone and hide a body for you and take the fall. Like like what like what are you gonna do? Like so those 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 things that happened at the beginning of the off season, and I wanted to do this when I said, look, that's a myth. Like don't fall for all those. Like hey, the Cowboys or this team will give seven picks to this team. There's no more Herschel Walker trades. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Were you alive during the Herschel Walker trade? Uh, what year was it? It was in the, it was in the early nineties. So I I was born in 1990. So, so 1990. So, yeah. So you were alive for the Herschel Walker trade. You don't remember it. No, absolutely not. I don't remember anything. You were not. Here's the thing. You were so young. You were not using restrooms yet. No, You just, <laughs> that's how little you were. <laughs> I usually have a
0: tough time remembering some things uh, a week ago, let alone.
1: Yeah. When you were, when you were a toddler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing is um, the biggest, most ridiculous cowboy storyline is that Dak is not going to be a cowboy next year. Dak is 100% going to be a cowboy.
0: Yeah. I I would absolutely agree with that just because of some of the things that that we already touched on is, is his value. And there are, there are going to be at least 10 teams that are interested in him if he gets on the market.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys are like the Cowboys are going to have to like, they're going to have to like put the franchise tag on him. If they don't get a deal done before that deadline here in a couple of weeks. God forbid that, but yeah. But I mean, that doesn't mean they have to sign with that, but then they have until July. like July 15th is the day whether he's going to play under the franchise tag or not. So that's what they have or whatever it is. I mean, it's always been July 15th. So around about that day in July, that's what people have to worry about. But the Cowboys, it would be nice if they just got that. Like DeMarcus Lawrence a couple of years ago, they just got it done before free agency started. I'd like to see them do that again. Like just get it done. And then that way, all this like, no, they're going to let Dak walk and they're going to trade for matthew stafford like okay look I, as there was a time a few years ago where i before in the pre-dac era because i was kind of wearing thin on romo and i know i'm in the minority there but i would have given anything for matthew stafford but now dak exists and people need to enjoy DAC. There's yeah. going to be a time, like, I don't think, I, and look, I'm probably guilty of this because the team was so up and down. We didn't enjoy Tony Romo enough, did we? No, not, not, not even close. Yeah.
0: And Matthew Stafford's arm strength, I think would be an absolute bonus to this Cowboys offense, but yeah, w- if it how would it, how would he play behind this current Cowboys offensive
1: line yeah see again and he's he's starting to get nicked up a little bit every year so again you know Matthew Stafford's going to wind up on a team like the Colts or the Patriots you know the 49ers like that's the kind of team he's going to wind up on
0: I think Denver would love to have him uh, I know some people wouldn't want them to give up on on drew Locke but I think if the Broncos can find a way to get him I think he'd be a great fit there.
1: Yeah, So, I mean, that's, that, those are the things you need to think about. And look, there's going to be a lot of quarterback movement, you know, what like the, so, but I would not fall for, and look, if somebody, if I'm the Cowboys and somebody calls me about Dak, then I'm, I'm making the same kind of, you know, deal we just joked about with Aaron Donald. Like, all right. Yeah, sure. What you like, well, I would like you to mortgage your whole future.
0: Yeah. He's worth, he's worth at least two first round draft picks. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, I would think is worth at least three when when eventually he he's gone.
1: So uh, I don't know. I don't know if I completely buy that just yet. I'll buy it after the, I think it's posturing right now so that the Texans start listening to him in the future. Like he's playing the card now, but you know, uh, because they're like, look, Cal McNair was the owner and Jack Easterby was there. Nick Casario wasn't. Bill O'Brien was there wrecking. I mean, wrecking things when they signed the extension. He was still the coach, and that was just four months ago. So, not like any of this should be all that surprising to Deshaun Watson. I think, I think he's playing. He's playing his cards while he can, so that they like make that contract he signed worthwhile. You know, but I would not put it past like, you know, look, James Harden, everybody wants to leave Houston now. So, yeah, this whole this whole Texan situation
0: has actually helped me uh, realize that maybe we shouldn't dump on the Cowboys front office as much as as we do.
1: Well, like, you know, like Jerry was loyal to Jason Garrett to a fault almost, but I mean, Jason Garrett was qualified. He's qualified to do his job. The Texans have a guy in their front office who went from team chaplain to personnel. Like that that's that's kind of like a kin from going from janitor to quarterback. I mean, like you just don't do it. Like Are you saying that's not normal? <laughs> yeah, it's not normal. <laughs> you know, you say really good prayers. What do you think we should do at kicker? <laughs> like it's not that's such a weird a weird jump to me. Like my favorite play is the Hail Mary. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> uh, you know, there there are like there are worse situations, the Cowboys. I think the biggest thing though is like, you know, the Bucks were the like the Bucks are back in the playoffs or back in the Super Bowl again. They've now gone to two Super Bowls. Well, a long time apart, but since the Cowboys went to one. You
0: know that's sad to think about. It it really is. All the the hype and the glamour around America's team. And they struggle this much. It shouldn't be like this. Cowboys Nation should not be this pissed off all the time because their team continues to let them down year after year. For God's sake, somebody, whether it be Dak or someone else, save this franchise.
1: Yeah. You know, I used to get... You know, and and look, and and what we do, Tyler, you know, we've learned to have some journalistic distance. I know you're about to watch the stars tonight and you're like your journalistic distance will go to nothing. But (laughs) but you still like when you've seen the sausage in May, you get to have that distance, you know. But I still am a fan. I've stopped being so stung by it. it. It was about seven, eight years ago where I just decided, like, you know what? I can't be mad about this anymore. This is just how it is. At that point, it had been 18 years. Like, look, it's been a whole kid who can vote since since they were in the Super Bowl. So, you know, now I'm just waiting for the time where, I mean, eventually it comes back around for everybody, you'd think. But uh, it's been a while. That's why, you know, the Browns made the playoffs this year. The Browns made the playoffs. And I'll tell you, the Browns, to me, looked like they've got some staying power. Yeah,
0: like, and... It's it's crazy to think about, too. They could have so easily gone to Buffalo and played in the AFC title game if they would have had a little bit of luck on their side when it comes to a flag being thrown or any kind of review. We'd be looking at Baker Mayfield versus Josh Allen in that AFC championship game.
1: Yeah. You know, look the Bills. I think the Bills that Josh Allen to me, I mean, he looks like early Aaron Rodgers right now. And uh, you know, if he continues on that trajectory, you know, they're going to be really good. The Cowboys have had those moments where it looks like, man, this team looks like they are like starting to build something, and then whap, done, nothing. It's maddening. They, it's absolutely the Cowboys, maddening. The Cowboys have the talent
0: to win 10 games every year and do everything they need to do to sustain that. Now, obviously they have to have some luck on their side too, and not have injuries to, to all these important playmakers, get this offensive line figured out, uh, fill out these massive craters in the defense, but everything is there for them on offense to win the NFC East for the next five years, at least.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tyler, man, uh, I I want you to come back and do the podcast with me again sometime. Um, to rotate through some people in the off season, but uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I I love talking to you about sports, and I uh, I'm glad you're able to do this. I'm glad we were able to do it before the Stars game, so you weren't distracted.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much for that. We're actually having. I think five or six people over here. So if we would have recorded while the game was going on, we'd be hearing not only the stars buzzer going off five or six times, but everybody yelling because of how, how good they are. So,
1: yeah. I mean, look, it's a, it's a new era. Look, look, it's a new era for the stars. Give me a new era for the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. It's, it's time. Basically it's time for people to, enjoy the successes of winning again. Like I enjoy the successes the stars had last postseason, which I did not expect, by the way, I I still don't understand it. I think, uh, it's just the, the universe working out, you know, in the weirdest ways.
1: Yeah. Can they keep playing the predators? Please. (laughs) It's worked out
0: well. well, Honestly, they're playing a team that is a lot worse than Nashville. Uh, the next couple of days in detroit yeah. so they, they're in a weak division
1: they they should be fine going to the playoffs so if they don't that's going to be a letdown all right please like and subscribe us wherever you get podcasts i'm paul katlina thanks to tyler bolden uh you can follow tyler on twitter again right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. tyler tyler got twitter hacked yeah. by a guy Mike. selling fake bitcoin yeah so- <laughs> Had it hacked twice.
0: That was not fun.
1: Yeah. But to add Tyler Bolden, uh, you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, He's always got great stuff about the stars as well. That's going to do it for us. We're back again next week. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast.